The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How the hell are ya? Oh, yes, it's Valentine's week. It's a made-up holiday. So people who are single feel bad about themselves. How we doing? Wanted to do a little uh, little Valentine's Day episode. Listen, you know me. I'm not for the Hallmark holidays. I, I think it's a little asinine. And I'll tell you right now, I don't go to dinner on Valentine's Day. No, absolutely not. There's two days you never go out to eat. It's Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. And I'll tell you why. Because as somebody who used to work in the service industry, I know everyone who's in that restaurant is pissed to be there. I mean, they like working the holidays. If you're working in the service industry, you want to, you don't mind working at Christmas Eve. And I'll tell you why. Because that place is going to be packed and you're walking away with cash money. You're walking away with cash money. People tip better on the holidays. Uh, if you're working at Thanksgiving at like a Ritz-Carlton in D.C., you get getting palmed a couple hundo. Wait, real quick, shout out to Three Peach, Three Peaches, Three Peaches in Atlanta. I'm having a, a mushroom latte, which is going to get me zip-zaps open. Mm, delicious. They're all gluten-free vegan little bakery that we found here in Atlanta. It's freaking fantastic. But anyways, back to back to Valentine's Day. I mean, listen, everybody knows that iconic scene from Sex and the City movie, right? Miranda's trying to tell Carrie that that big called, right? Isn't that the scene that big called? And she talked to him on the phone and and they're sitting at that restaurant and there's the balloons everywhere and they're trying to have this like girlfriend dinner and Carrie's like, I can't believe you didn't tell me, he reached out. And it's this dramatic scene, all right? We've all been there. Whether you're on a, you know, a girl date, a guy date, with your friend, you're doing a little Galentine's Day, whatever. We've all, we all know that that week, this week particularly, is a little bit hairy. Whether you're in a relationship or not, it's just like this forced week of love and of kind of bullshit. You know, I love when people say, well, Valentine's Day is every day if you wish someone special. Sure. You know, you can also be married to a narcissist. So it's just... I don't even know why I'm labeling this the Valentine's episode, but I thought we could go through some absolutely nots, absolutely yeses about love, about Valentine's Day. I had you guys call into the the hotline. And as always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. But it's it's just funny because I think my mom always hated going out on Mother's Day. She was like, I'm not going out to a Mother's Day brunch. The kitchen's stressed. The hostess is being a bitch. You got to make a reservation eight months in advance. The food is shit. So my mom, people thought we were nuts when my mom would cook on Valentine's or on Mother's Day. People thought we were insane. They're like, you don't love your mother. How could you let her be slaving away in the kitchen? And my mom's like, because I got the best restaurant in town. Lay off me. She's like, I, I want to eat my own chicken piccata because that chicken piccata down the street's garbage. So I think the best way to show somebody love is to let them do whatever the fuck they want to do. You know, I'm not going to force Jeff to take me to some cheesy restaurant for a prefix. You know where we want to go? I'll tell you, Outback. You know what's sexy to me? A blooming onion with that good Outback ranch. You know Outback has the best ranch. You know, get an extra one to go. 
you know, post lovemaking session. You know, I think there's a lot of holidays where we're forced to do things, forced to celebrate. And if it's going to cause you more stress, don't do it. Make your own traditions. I mean, Jeff and I do like to particularly celebrate. Okay, our our dating anniversary is February 4th. And the way Jeff asked me to be his girlfriend. he Okay, let me back up. The reason he chose February 4th is because he's... He's good with numbers. I'm actually dyslexic with numbers. So I was surprised that he made this like correlation. He did February 4th because he knew it was 10 days before Valentine's Day. So he thought he could kind of like kill two birds with one stone. He's like, I'll never forget it because it's 10 days before Valentine's Day. We went to this restaurant, speaking of prefix, it was restaurant week in New York City. So we're like 22 years old and it's restaurant week, which used to be the thing. Now it feels very Groupon-y. Back in the day, if you lived in New York, you went to restaurant week. And restaurant week was a when restaurants of, you know, high class, high quality, high caliber would do a prefix for like a $100 flat fee, booze included, and you got to go try a nice prefix, some of their hot, their hottest dishes. So we went to this Italian place on the Upper East Side. And we were not Upper East Side girlies. So I, I remember being like, why the fuck are we going to the Upper East Side? Went to this Italian place and we sat down at dinner. And the way Jeff asked me to be his girlfriend, he was so nervous. He's like, so this is exactly what he said. He goes, so I was just curious. You know, we've been dating a couple of weeks now. What are, you know, what are you telling your friends? And I looked at him dead ass in the eyes. And I go, I- I'm telling them you're my boyfriend. I mean, because you are my boyfriend. I mean, we, I've, we've exclusively been together for the last, you know, tw- six weeks. I mean, are you telling people I'm your girlfriend? Because you should be. Like, just, I don't know what came over me. I don't know why I had such a sense of confidence to be like, yeah, I'm your girlfriend, you dumbass. And he was like, absolutely, absolutely, you're my girlfriend. Oh, okay, okay. He goes, well, you know, my buddy Sean said that um, it's not official till it's Facebook official. And I was like, so are you asking me to be your girlfriend? And he was like, oh, yes, uh, Garcon, another glass of Chianti. Like, was just such a nerd. So nervous. So cute when I look back. So we went home to our apartment that night and Tina, Christina T, who basically set us up, we asked her how to, to how to connect it on Facebook. Again, I'm showing my age here. And it, we couldn't figure it out. We laid in bed and we giggled. And we were drunk off red wine. And the fact that we, you know, got to eat at a fancy restaurant in the Upper East Side for only $100. And then Christina came in super annoyed. She was like, oh, God, you guys are so fucking annoying. Here, give me your computer. I'll help you figure out how to connect it on Facebook. That's one of my favorite little memories. But also guys just, you know, they're always, they make it easy on themselves. I mean, I guess as you should. But I remember I was like, why did you ask that specific day? And Jeff's like, well, I didn't want to take you out on Valentine's Day because I knew it would be uber expensive. But if I did 10 days earlier, I'd kill two birds with one stone. I'm like, yeah. Because you know, you know, you know the people who are running Restaurant Week were not about to have Restaurant Week have a prefix hundo deal on Valentine's Day. No, 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 no. Jeff still had to ask me to be his girlfriend and set an intention for an anniversary while the deal and discount was still going on. One of my my favorite memories, when Jeff and I went on our first trip, okay, you know, I didn't want to talk about love, but I am going to talk about love. When Jeff and I went on one of our first trips, we went to Miami. Jeff was making good money at the time, but he had just quit one job. I mean, Jeff had this like, banging job right out of college where he was making more money than a lot of us. Now I was waiting tables, but I was still making great money. And again, when you're 22 and the only thing you're spending money on is, you know, Coors Light and a trip to Lord and Taylor every two weeks, you're cruising. Even with my New York City rent, I was doing good. 
So we went on this trip. Jeff took me down to Miami. We had a, you know, it was our first little trip away. And you always can tell if you're with the right person, if when you travel with them, if it's easy. Yes, in stand-up, do I talk about how fucking annoying it is with my husband on the road? Yes. But we really are good travel buddies and we have a great time. So we go down to Miami and we're staying on South Beach. We're at the Hilton. I think it was a Conrad. It was the Hilton that Chloe and Courtney lived in. It's like the Hilton Bentley. I think that was the name of it. Right on South Beach that Courtney and Chloe had their whole TV show about. That's when Courtney got pregnant with Scott's, you know, the first baby, Mason. Like, that's where we were staying, okay? It was vibes. We're on the beach. And you know, on South Beach, you got to, I mean, to get to the water from the hotel, even on being on the beach, it's like a four-mile walk. We had this German woman who was like our server, our beachside server gal. And we're laying on the beach. She gets Jeff's credit card. Again, he's making plenty of money at the time. I guess he was late on a bill. She gets his credit card. She runs back to the beach hut that's at the front of the hotel. And I just hear her. So we, we ordered, I don't know, fucking pina coladas, margaritas or something. And I hear this large German woman screaming from four miles behind us. Uh, Mr. Daniels, your credit card's declined. Mr. Daniels, your credit card's declined. She must have said, Mr. Daniels, your credit card has declined 16 fucking times as she ran through the sand at 100 miles an hour. Now, this was a 6'3 woman, large, broad shoulders. We could have been related, screaming, yelling. And you know when you say something on the beach? It's like if you want to talk shit about somebody, you don't talk shit about somebody on the balcony of your condo overlooking the ocean. That noise travels. Everybody knows if you want to talk shit about somebody or gossip, you can't do it on the balcony. You got to go inside. If you're, if you say something four beach chairs over, they're going to hear it because that sound is just moving downwind with the waves of the ocean, baby. So everybody that is sitting in their beach chairs turns around and just sees this giant German woman barreling towards us. And before she gets about 10 feet away from us, I just grab Jeff by his shoulders and I go, Mr. Daniels, your credit card's been declined. He was so fucking embarrassed. So embarrassed. I think I had to put down my debit card. He was like, I just paid the bill. I'm like, well, it didn't go through. And I put down my debit card, which I was like, I got $1,300 on this debit card. Let's fucking go, dog. And that was one of our first trips together. That was the trip that Jeff said, I love you. We went to Prime 112, which was like the hot spot. We sat next to Amari Stoudemire, who played on the New York Knicks at the time. And that was like a big deal that I knew who he was. I mean, listen, I mean, when in doubt, you know what I mean? It's not that hard to figure out basketball players. If they're like six, seven, good looking black guys, you're like, he probably plays on the Knicks. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that right now. You know what I mean? Pretty easy to figure out who's the who's running th- Point guard, point, yeah, the point guard. That's, I'm looking for a basketball term there. So my dad, I had texted my dad and I was like, yeah, Jeff's taking me to Prime 112. And my dad was like, okay, fuck yes, yeah, son. And we were at, we were sitting having dirty martinis. And I asked Jeff, I, I said something. I was like, yeah, so, you know, like I, this is just the best trip ever. Even though your credit card got declined all day on, on the beach, <laughs> I'm having the best time ever. And Jeff was kind of drunk. He's like, you know, I love you, right? And I was like, I love you too. I love you so much. I love you so much. And I just kind of like took a sniff of the back of his neck. And he was like, okay, just fucking relax. But we came home from that trip. And Tina had warned me. She said, you'll know if it's the right one if you go on a trip and you want to fucking kill him at the end. So we just devised this whole plan. I was like, we're going to fuck with Tina. We're going to scare her, make her think that, 
you know, two of her best friends fucking hate each other. It's going to make life chaotic because, well, you know, she can't hang out with old homies if I was dating Jeff because then I'll be like, it's not going to work out. Like Jeff and I are unfortunately locked in for life together because it's just going to cripple Christina's social life too much. You know what I mean? She's going to want to hang out with the boys, but I'm going to feel, I'm going to feel hurt as one of her girls. So that's what happens when two best friends from two different sides get together. There's always one person in the middle. And we ran in the door and I was like, fuck you. That was the worst trip ever. Like, I don't ever want to talk to you again. And like Jeff threw in my suitcase and I shut the door and Christina was sitting on the couch like, what the fuck happened? And then Jeff popped his little head and he's like, we had a great time. We're in love. And then she was like, okay, now I got to deal with this the rest of my life. So really it's not been a win-win for Christina because now she has to deal with our fucking asses. And, you know, but it's nice that I get to bitch with somebody about Jeff because she's known him since she was six. But regardless, when I was going through some of these voicemails, it's made me very nostalgic just about, you know, the dumb shit that you do when you first start dating somebody. But I will say, people always ask me, how'd you know Jeff was the one? I said, because it was easy. If it is hard, I've said this on other people's podcasts. Y'all, if you're in a relationship right now and it's hard and you're always going to be stressed out. If you think marriage is going to make it easier, it's not. Marriage is hard. It's hard, period. Being in a relationship with somebody is stressful, period. You got to have patience. You know, you got you to have patience with people. You're there to make each other's lives better. And if you're not doing that, then you got to come back to the drawing board and say, what are we doing here? You know, if you're with somebody and you're doing stuff to be spiteful, that's not the right person. That's all I'm going to tell you. I dated guys before and I knew they were bad people or I knew they weren't being faithful and I would do stuff to be spiteful. I'll do stuff to piss Jeff off just because he's annoying me, but it's never spiteful. You know what I mean? Like, it's just because I know it's going to get him revved up, but I know it's going to make me laugh in the end. It's never to be spiteful. Like, what are we, the fuck are we doing here? So if you're driving around and you're being obligated to go to a Valentine's date and you don't know if this guy or gal is going to ask you to be there, you know, are you going to DTF it, determine the relation, DTR it, not DTF, determine the fuck, determine the relationship and it is stressful and the relationship is hard right now, it's not going to get easier. Cut the cord. Cut the cord and let the restaurant not have to serve your asses, okay? But regardless, I look back at all these little things that Jeff used to do and I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Just these little funny memories. We built our lives together. We had nothing. We're still trying to figure out life. And it's just really funny, these old memories. So I was listening to a lot of y'all's voicemails of absolutely nots and absolutely yeses for Valentine's week. And it just brought up all these funny memories to me. It is no secret that soda has become a dirty word. It's too sugary, it's too syrupy, but we don't blame you for wanting to leave that in the past. But the era of soda is officially over, okay? That era of soda. I'm talking about a new soda, though. Poppy. Poppy is so freaking delicious. Also, they have sent me the best swag on the planet. I swear to God, I love Poppy. We literally keep our fridge stocked of it, okay? If I'm going to go drink something, I'm going to drink poppy. You want to know why? Because it is so freaking good. What they did is they reinvented soda, all right? They have fresh and juicy flavors like strawberry lemon, cherry limeade, which is my favorite, orange and grape, as well as classic soda shop flavors that we all grew up with, including cola, dog pop, and root beer. Check out Shop Poppy on Amazon for 15% off with code absolutely15. Here's the thing. This is why I love it. It is made with clean ingredients, only five grams of sugar or less, and probiotics. Yes, there are literally probiotics in each can. Diet Coke could never. I put that on God. I love Poppy. It is so freaking delicious. They're orange. They're grape. Literally tastes like 
like the evil soda that we weren't allowed to drink as kids, but we did anyways because we were living on the edge. That's what it tastes like. But this is probiotics in it, low sugar. I freaking love it. Listen, all you gotta do, baby, is check out Shop Poppy, P-O-P-P-I on Amazon for 15% off. We code absolutely 15. That's absolutely one five. And in retailers nationwide. You're gonna love Poppy. I love them. I swear by them. I cannot wait to get back to the States and put my lips on a nice Poppy. You'll thank me later. Get your Poppy. I am abroad, and let me tell you what, I made a grave mistake. I forgot to pack my full AG1 bag. I brought the to-go sizes, but I ran out. Well, what do you know? I'm at breakfast the other morning. My husband pulls out a full bag. I said, let me let me get this straight. You've had AG1 this whole time, and you didn't tell me? He was like, yeah, yeah, I was hoarding it. I said, how dare you? So now I am forcing him to share his AG1 because it's the best of the best. He knows that we don't go anywhere without it, okay? One scoop of AG1 and a little glass of water every morning, stirred up, tastes delicious, tastes fresh, It has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients. Also, I put a little dropper of the vitamin D3 plus K2, which is essential. Listen, I may be down under and I may be getting some sunshine, but it's never enough. And AG1 just makes me feel great. It helps with probiotics, prebiotics. It's got a bunch of whole food sourced ingredients to help you feel great and also help you with immunity. Right now, it is the only thing that I, I, I swear by. I swear by my AG1. And... There is some supplements you should start with. If there's one supplement you're going to start with, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2. And for a limited time, you'll get 10 free AG1 travel packs. Yes, that's 10 travel packs for your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash absolutely not. That's drinkag1.com slash absolutely not. Check it out while this offer lasts. Again, you'll thank me later. It's drinkag1.com slash absolutely not. I swear by it, you will do. I did get in an argument with Jeff the other day, though, because it was our, over Christmas, it was our anniversary for when we got legally married at the courthouse, which was just such a chaotic, insane, unhinged day that it will always be burned in my memory. And, but Jeff says we can't, he got pissed because I brought it up. I was like, do you know what today is? And I wasn't trying to corner him. I wasn't like, I need a gift. I'm not that kind of gal. But he got pissed in December. He was like, you can't, you can't have 16 fucking anniversaries, Heather. God damn it. I thought we said that June 24th when we got married in Italy is our anniversary. I was like, but it's technically, we can have a couple, Jeff. And he's like, you can't just pick and choose. I'm like, I didn't pick and choose. These are the fucking days that we had memorable things happen. You're just feeling like I'm trying to make you feel guilty and I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. Anyways, long story short, I like to celebrate all the memories. I celebrate the day that Jeff sliced his finger in our kitchen and there was blood everywhere because he was trying to impress my other three roommates by making us lamb ragu. None of us wanted to eat lamb ragu, but Jeff wanted to flex his muscles in front of the roommates and get all the girlies on his side. And he, he literally... So cute, though. He went grocery shopping in the pouring rain in Manhattan. It was a Sunday night. We had a tiny kitchen that was no bigger than this fucking laptop. And he decided he had ripped out out of a GQ magazine this number one, like, lamb bolognese sauce. And he made it in our kitchen. And he was cutting an onion. And he sliced through his finger. And he, and he like, in shock, lifted his finger up. And it splattered blood all the way across our white ceiling. And when we moved out, there was still blood everywhere. And I bandaged Jeff's finger up and he continued to cook the, the lamb ragu. There was so much blood and so much of his DNA in that ragu. None of us fucking ate a bite. But he felt so cool to impress my girlfriends because he was trying to get brownie points. And nowadays, the only person that Jeff tries to impress is my girlfriend, Olivia. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shout out to Olivia, who Jeff will absolutely have as his second wife. And I'm not upset about it. Olivia is a great golfer and Jeff and her play golf together. And I always say like, Olivia, can you, you know, I don't even, you can't have sex with them if you want to. Great. Go for it. She has told me repeatedly she does not want to have sex with him. But I said, Olivia, like you're the only other woman. If God forbid something happens to me, Jeff can live with Olivia. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to say it now. They get hit by a bus tomorrow. Jeff and Liv can do their thing. And I have told him specifically, okay, I need to put this in some sort of legal document. Here's the thing. I know, God forbid, knock on wood. You know what I mean? I choke on a chicken dinner tomorrow. I know. Jeff has laid in bed the other night and doubled down. He's like, Heather, I got to be honest with you. If something happens to me, babe, it's going to be really hard for you to find a date because you're a very niche type of men. You know what I mean? A lot of guys don't really find female comedians attractive, even though I think you're an absolute babe. He's like, you know, it's going to be hard to replace me. I said, for sure. He said, but then if you pass, I'm going to have all of these female fans of yours who are just mourning and want, you know, and they're going to be worried about me. And so therefore they're going to come to my aid and be right, you know, a, a shoulder to cry on, a shoulder to lean on, maybe a bosom to rest my head at night. So I just want you to know, you're really going to have to let me know now your intentions and your boundaries with your fans. Cause I'm probably going to be getting laid left and right. And I said, you motherfucker. And he was laughing so hard at this. And I said, this is what you're allowed to do. You get, you have to mourn me at least a year one year. And I'm talking in the streets, wearing all black on the golf course, sobbing next to the lake, looking up to the sky, just going, why? You know what I mean? I need steel magnolias. I need that scene at the funeral in, in the cemetery, you know, where Sally Field is just screaming. Is it at Shirley MacLaine? I think it's at Shirley MacLaine. I think so. There's just this scene where they're screaming, right? Because Julia Roberts' character has died. Like, I, like Shelby's died. I need that scene. I need Jeff to reenact that scene at the country club every fucking weekend. And then after one year, you're allowed to sleep with three fans, okay? And that's it. <laughs> and I have to pre-pick them. So if you've ever wanted to sleep with Jeff, go ahead, call my attorney, because I'll put you on the short list. Anyways, that's what romance is all about, right? All romance is about is eventually being with somebody whose credit card got declined on Miami Beach on your first getaway. And then later on, 13 years later, laying in bed and looking at that person saying, you have to wait one year to sleep with a woman of my choosing. So I just want y'all to know that is, that's full circle for me. But anyways, enough about my shit. I never really tell you guys the old stories about good old Jeffrey and I. But anyways, we're going to get to the voicemails. I'm sorry I'm rambling. I'm just kind of like, I don't know, good now memory lane. Let's get to the voicemails. These are absolutely nots, absolutely yeses of, uh, you know, of a V-Day. Whatever's pissing you off, whatever's bringing you joy, I figure. Let's bring in the love or fucking reject it all. Here we go. Oh, my gosh, Heather, I have the best. Absolutely not. Wait, let me take my retainer off for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um. Uh, a couple years now, six, seven years ago, mm -hmm. I had two ex-boyfriends get engaged on Valentine's Day in, no, at Mount Rushmore. What? And they didn't know each other. They were from completely different towns, different states. And I saw on Facebook that they both got engaged on February 14th at Mount Rushmore. Really weird. Um, I don't know what that says about me and my dating habits, but my mom told me to stop dating Republicans. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, don't get engaged at Mountain Rushmore, men. That's, that's a dumb idea. 
And I, I don't think they're happy to this day. So there's your tip, men. Okay. That is a fantastic tip. Listen, I know there's a lot of single guys who listen to this podcast because you're trying to have something to talk to the girlies about, but do not propose to a woman or ask her to be your girlfriend or, you know, do anything at Mount Rushmore. Isn't Mount Rushmore in like South Dakota? Yeah. Rapid City, South Dakota. What the fuck would ever compel somebody to propose at Mount Rushmore? I do definitely think it's it's right-leaning. You know what I mean? That is definitely a Republican kind of move. Also, who is on the face, Mount Rushmore face president? I don't even know who's on the face. It is George Washington, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, and James Monroe. There's five. Okay. What about those five people makes you horny? What about it? What about that says, look at our founding fathers. Because I don't know if you know this, but they were all at each other's throats. Have you not seen Hamilton? He was not a part of it, was he? He was not a part of it. But either way, Madison and Jefferson were a part of Hamilton, weren't they? I think so. They were in the Hamiltons. Regardless, George Washington was in the Hamiltons. Why? What about that? What about that says, oh, yeah, let's, let's spend our lives together. I don't know if you know this. But they were all all dueling out there in the swamp about every other Tuesday. I mean, that's very niche to have two exes propose at Mount Rushmore. And also, I don't think you're from South Dakota. And I'm going to throw this out there. And there's no hey, no shade to South Dakota. But I think any gal who's in South Dakota is just craving like a Sarasota, Florida engagement. They're craving anywhere but South Dakota. You know, they're like, oh, maybe he'll take me somewhere warm on Valentine's Day. I mean, it's, it's South Dakota. What's the temperature right now? Let's do South Dakota weather. Right now in Sioux Falls, it's like 30 degrees. Come on, guys, do better. These ladies want to be in Key Largo, Montego. Baby, why don't we go anywhere else but fucking Mount Rushmore? You know, I had, when I got engaged, I told Jeff two things. I said, whatever you do, do not do some sort of like, and listen, I'm a lady who loves the cameras on me, but I was like, don't do like a baseball game. All right. If you do something sports related, I'll fucking kill you. And don't do, you know, don't do it just to, (laughs) okay, here's the thing. These are my, these are my parameters. I didn't want to be on the jumbotron at a sports arena, but I would, but I also did not want to just be alone in like my living room with Jeff. Okay. I would have been like, ugh, this is it. So I still wanted cameras there. Like I needed to feel like, you know, the lights were hitting me just right, but it could have been at like a Cardi B concert. Oh my God. You know, people want to say that they don't have types. You clearly have a type, a Republican man who thinks that Mount Rushmore is romantic. If if any of these other girls who got engaged, if you've ever been engaged at Mount Rushmore, please call into the podcast. I would love to know second by second, minute by minute details about the romance that was laid out for you at the damn Mount Rushmore. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jeff and I got engaged at the uh, Waimara pool in Turks and Caicos. And I knew it was happening that weekend. Like if you ask most girls, there's just like an energy shift. Like, you know, it's coming. But I had also been with Jeff about eight, 10 years. And I threatened him the weekend before. And I knew he was working really hard to get the money for the ring I wanted. He did a great job. 
And I told him, I said, if you don't propose to me on this weekend, yes, because it was it our 10 year anniversary or our eight year anniversary, something. I said, if you don't propose to me this weekend, you will not be coming back to the United States. I will sit in a Turks and Caicos jail happily. And when the judge says, why are you here? I'll go. He waited eight, eight years and one day too long. And I had a feeling, I had a weird feeling that something was happening. So I actually, Jeff thinks that my mom told me what was about to happen, but really they totally threw me off. I said, mom, I know Jeff's proposing. I lied to her. I said, I found the ring. She's like, he's not doing it. You don't know what he's doing it. And I was like, mom, I know it's happening. I hadn't found the ring. I was just, I, my mom is so easy to twist and turn. I said, I know he's doing it this weekend. She's like, he's not. You know what, Heather, you're such a bitch. You can't ever just enjoy a surprise. You're such a bitch is what she was saying to me. And I said, well, just tell me what day. She's like, well, it's not happening till Sunday. So relax. It's not happening till Sunday. So I texted my sister then because I was like, I know my mom's throwing me off. And I said, Ashley, mom just told me I'm getting engaged Sunday. And Ash, mom and Ashley are freaking the fuck out going back and forth. And Ashley's like, no, it's not happening Sunday. I don't think it's even happening till Monday. You know, mom's confused. She doesn't even know what day it is. And then it happened. So then it happened like 24 hours later on a Friday. Because Jeff knows what's my favorite day of the week? Friday. And we were in the pool. It's five o'clock. It's like the sun was just about to start setting. And being in the pool at, at this particular place in the Turks and Caicos, it, one of my favorite photos is of my whole family. My dad's in the pool. And we would just soak in that pool. We would start at the beach and then work our way up to watch the beautiful sunset from this infinity pool. And we would get drunk. And then we would, you know, Jeff would smoke a cigar with my dad. And then we'd go up to the room, change, and go to a fabulous dinner. So Jeff knew that this, like, one place was very particular to me. It was very close to home. I just love one of my favorite family photos is all of us in this pool. So all of a sudden, it's like 530. I'm having a margarita. And I felt an energy shift. And then I noticed one of our favorite cabana boys was telling everybody to get out of the pool. They were slowly, it was all of a sudden, everyone was just kind of migrating back towards their little cabanas. And I, it all happened in slow motion. And I turn around and there's this giant float with flowers on it, with my initials. Jeff had shipped all the materials down to the Turks and Caicos. And while I was going and getting a massage one day, he put the thing together. And as this giant float is floating towards me, it had my initials HM in it. There was a box in the middle and I'm in the pool and, I'll, and then out of the corner of my right eye, I see the photographer th 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 snapping photos. We never got any of the photos printed. That is our one thing. We still haven't even gotten our wedding photos printed. Shout out to Brooke Johnson. I'm going to email you this afternoon because I need to get some of those. And I just see this float coming towards me and Jeff, the float stops in front of me and I'm like, it's happening. And I, all I remember is, right? Like my tits are sitting at the top of the water, just like two buoys, just hanging out there. And Jeff pulls out a ring out of the water, right? He pulls it out of the water and he cracks it open. And I'm like, that was in your fucking swim trunks. I could, I thought the, I thought the box in the middle was going to have the ring in it. It had a flower. It had a magnolia flower, which is just like a, one of my favorite flowers. It had a magnolia in it. Jeff said something sweet about something my dad said to him. And he was like, if you're going to be dating my daughter, this is what's important. Yada, yada, yada. I blacked out. Wait, as soon as he opened that box and I saw the pool water from the Waimara Resort falling over my gorgeous ring, I screamed, I'm a Falcon's wife. Because all I told Jeff, I was like, Jeff, I waited eight years. If you don't give me some sort of NFL ring where people wonder when I'm, you know, when I'm walking around, they're like, hmm, is her husband playing the NFL? That's all I wanted. And I screamed, I'm an NFL wife. Everybody on the pool deck cheered. 
Everybody came out. All of our friends who are also like co-owners of the, the resort came out. Everyone's, they're snapping photos. And I pushed Jeff out of the way. And I stood there at the edge of the infinity pool. And I did my own photo shoot. It was about me now. Okay, great. He had his moment. He built his float. He bought the ring. Yada, yada, yada. I think I got one photo with him. And I said, it's about me now, bitch. And I love that he made sure I was in my favorite blue bathing suit. I didn't have a stitch of makeup on. And that's how I got engaged. So did I want it? Was I on a Jumbotron at a Braves game? I was not. But was I still, you know, was the lens hitting me? You know, did I already have like three, I was three days into like a little bit of a sunburn. So I had some rouge on my cheeks. He knew exactly what he was doing. But God, and I, sorry, I again, really making this about me. I would say all of that to say, if you're a guy out there and you're thinking about proposing out Mount Rushmore, don't fucking do it. It's fucking out of control. When it comes to luxury staples, where do I shop? I shop at Quince. I bought their linen dresses two summers ago and I have them in my closet. They have kept up. They're immaculate and people stop me all the time. And they say, where's that from? And I say, Quince. And they're like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I'm not kidding you. I keep it 100. My mom is obsessed with their cashmere. They have like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for only $50. Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part, all of Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices with premium fabrics and finishes, which I freaking love. Indulge in affordable luxury, go to quince.com slash absolutely for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash absolutely to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Again, that's quince.com slash absolutely. You will absolutely thank me later because quince is the freaking best. Try their linen this summer. You can also buy like sheets. You can buy travel accessories. Anything that you can imagine, they have. Also buy their cashmere. There's nothing better than 100% Mongolian real cashmere for $50. You know what always looks chic and classic? A cashmere sweater. You know what always looks good? Washable silk. Get some of their silk tops, some of their silk dresses, throw them in your bag. You have a full wardrobe for a third of the price of what it costs to shop elsewhere. I love Quince. You will too. You're welcome. I was just interviewed by a big publication that will come out soon. And they were like, what is one staple that you absolutely have like in your, your bag? And I said, Lumi deodorant. You want to know why? Because it's the friggin' best. I love Lumi because it's a game-changing whole body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to not only work on pits, but also feet, privates, and everywhere else we get odor. No matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to knock odor out all day long thanks to a one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula. And they've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. I keep Lumi in my bag that I take on an airplane because you know how like when you're traveling, one minute you're absolutely freezing, the next minute you're hot and you just like, when you're traveling abroad, when you're just traveling, I mean, freaking in the States, doesn't matter if you're flying your ass to Florida, you want to have a little Lumi with you. It just spruce up one little bit in the morning and you feel fresh all day and that's the biggest deal. But I always keep it by me. I wear it when I perform. So after a show, I still smell nice. I love Lumi. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers can get 15% off all Lumi products for their exclusive code. So that means over 40% off the starter pack too. Use code absolutely five for 15% off your purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. 
I love Lumi, and listen, you're probably like, how does it block odor all day? Well, unlike certain deodorants that try to mask odor with fragrance, Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts, more like a pre-deodorant. I freaking love Lumi. I know you will too. It is fantastic. It is the best of the best, and I always keep it in my bag. So shout out to Lumi, and check them out at lumideodorant.com. You're welcome. Hi, Heather. This is Madison from Pikeville, Kentucky, and I'm actually calling with a Valentine's Day absolutely yes that involved one of your shows in Lexington, Kentucky. So back in 2021, my husband and I had been trying for our second baby, and we tried for like six or seven months and nothing was working. Then going into January 2022, we had tickets to see your show in Lexington, Kentucky. And it turns out I'd been tracking my ovulation, and the day of your show in Lexington, I was ovulating. So we check into our hotel room, we, you know, do what needs to be done, Uh and then we spend the rest of the evening at your show in Lexington, Uh laughing our asses off and had a great night. So anyways, fast forward two weeks, I find out that I'm pregnant, and my first ultrasound appointment is scheduled for Valentine's Day. Mm. So Valentine's Day 2022, I go in for my first ultrasound, and I'm, you know, nervous, I just want to hear a heartbeat, I want a healthy baby, you know, all the things. So I'm laying there getting the ultrasound done and the ultrasound tech, she stops what she's doing and she looks at the monitor and then she looks back at me and she just pauses. And so I'm thinking the worst, like mm-hmm. I've lost the baby, you know, I'm just so upset. And then she looks back at me and she says, well, what do you think about twins? <laughs> so Valentine's Day 2022, I found out that I'm having twin babies that I conceived the night of your show in Lexington, Kentucky. So, see you, our little fertility godmother, I guess. But now I have 16-month-old twin boys. So, happy Valentine's Day, Heather. Love and light. Thanks. Let's go, doggy. That's what I like to hear. Can't fix my own fertility, but damn it, if you don't come to a show and get knocked up, then I ain't doing it right. Wait, this is so Oh, what an absolute yes. Also, I love it. See, guys, this is also the thing. For Valentine's Day, you know what all women want? They just want to feel like you want to do something that they want to do. They don't need all the gifts, okay? And I hate to speak for everybody. Get them tickets to my show. It will show them that you want to do something that they want to do. To me, that is one of the most attractive things. Girls will go to football games. Like, I'll go to hockey games with Jeff. I enjoy hockey now, but when I didn't originally, I would go and I would just be like, yeah, this is fantastic. Now they're super fun to me because I know what the fuck's going on. But it always made Jeff feel good because he, he, I wasn't sitting around bitching and complaining. Buy tickets to my show. Take your lady and you will get laid so hard. You want to know why? Because it's minimal effort. They're going to go, wow, he's going out of his comfort zone to do something that I want to do, which then in return makes me feel important and special and that he's willing to do things for me. That is great. So first of all, right out the gate, the, your husband knew exactly what was good. Also, I love it. You know what I mean? I I think that I have, I'm giving off solid, joyful energy. And that's why you got pregnant with two. That's a beautiful thing. Oh, I love that. And the amount of people that will message me after a show or before a show, you know, we got away for the weekend or we got away from the kids. I mean, obviously a lot of girls do a girl, girl trip to my show. But when there's couples that come, I'll always get DMs. I love getting DMs from the guys. Yo, had a great time last night. Laughed my ass off. Also had sex 16 times with my girlfriend. I'm like, that's what's up, Tyler. That's what's up. You're welcome. 
You know what I mean? And these guys were like, my wife dragged me to your show, but I ended up having a good time and I got my dick sucked. I'm like, that's what I was telling you, Connor. That's what I was saying. That's a beautiful thing. Oh my God, I love it. Mm. I freaking love it. You know, that just makes me happy. But listen, all I want to do is make people happy, okay? I could be dead inside. I could be absolutely rock bottom, zero energy, nothing left to give, have cried my eyes out in my Audi. But if once I hit that stage, I'm bringing happiness and joy and we're giggling. And then all the rest of the shit goes away. Life is too short to be upset. Move on and get pregnant. That's great. Oh, I love that. See, when y'all share stuff with me, that just makes me so happy. So happy. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hello, Heather. Jody from Cleveland, longtime listener, first time caller, longtime showgoer, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, girl. Absolutely not to high school dating. Um, when I was uh, in high school, like a junior, I think, I brought my boyfriend, who I lost my virginity to, mm-hmm. to this Valentine's Day dance. And he decides to leave in the middle of it Mm-mm. to go with all these cool guys to a cool party. I didn't go. I was a big pussy, whatever. Um, I get a call at 2 a.m. I don't answer. I get a voicemail. And all I hear in the voicemail is, ah, ah, ah. oh, oh, shit. And it hangs up. This man, boy, but dialed me in the middle of having sex with another girl. I screamed my head off my mom thought like king masters thought i witnessed a murder but like she basically did because i was about to murder this guy um so absolutely not to just those trying times and absolutely Mm -hmm. not to those old like first touch phone phones that people had that Mm -hmm. were so easily butt dialed like pocket dialed or whatever um i'm the fool i stayed with him for a little bit but as a year old does you don't know any better but I don't know. It makes me laugh so hard. And I am like have an absolute phobia of butt dialing to this day. Not yeah. that I would do anything that nefarious, but you know. Anyways, love and light. Come back to Cleveland. I know you probably won't for a while, but love to have you. Listen, honey, love you. Love Cleveland. Shout out to the good people of Ohio. First of all, if you had a Nokia, I mean, if you had a flip phone, you were kind of safe. Like I had a razor. I remember it was hard to butt dial when I had a razor because that thing kind of closed like a little clamshell. But man, if you had the original Nokia that had snake on it, forget it. You were you were butt dialing your fucking principal. You called 911 every 13 minutes. Like it just, it was what it was. My mom, pretty recently, we were in CVS and she just kept yelling across CVS, Heather, I keep getting a booty call, a booty call. I'm like, mom, it's a butt dial, a booty call and a butt dial, two very different things. Oh God, high school love. First of all, and I know I've said this before, okay? I apologize. I've only had like 600 episodes of this podcast. Remember in like, we did this thing in junior high when you could send a carnation, or no, it was in high school, you could send a carnation to somebody's class around Valentine's. And let me tell you, there was always one girl, you know what I mean, who had 400 carnations from dudes who were just puppy dogging her. And of course, I'd send carnations to my girlfriends. I And I would always get one carnation from like, you know, the foreign exchange student who I was super kind to because I'm a nice person and I wanted to learn more about Korea, you know, so he would always send me nice, <laughs> nice carnations 
But I was like, listen, I don't know how to tell you. You know, you're half my size. I don't think it's going to work out romantically. But yes, I uh, thank you for that beautiful flower arrangement. But I would always send carnations to my friends because I never wanted them because there was always that one bitch named Lauren who was just, you know, she developed early. She had juicy titties. Good for her. And the rest of us were just raw dogging it in our little bralettes. Now, if I try to put a bralette on these days, it wouldn't even cover a back fat. One back fat. And I have multiple back fats. But dating in high school, it's just so volatile, right? So volatile. These guys, they would have 16 girls lined up. It actually is exactly what it's like to date nowadays. But back in the day, you could get away with it. Here's the thing. Yes, this online dating is insane because guys can have an online profile. They can even catfish. They cannot be who they say they are. And they can string 25 women along. But eventually, you will get found out. Because there's only so much you can do while leaving a, I guess, an online footprint, if you will, right? Like, there's only so much you can get away with until a woman's going to DM another woman or see something on TikTok or you're going to get exposed. So, yes, the truth eventually comes out when these guys are stringing a bunch of women along. But back in high school, dude, it took one butt dial on the Nokia to know that you were getting a hand job outside of the Regal Cinemas in front of the Cold Stone Creamery. You couldn't get away with much. All right, one butt dial, one butt dial. Now, you got away with it for longer. I will say that, but then all it took was that one butt dial outside of a cold stone creamery and you got got. Nowadays, these guys, they're able to, you know what I mean, have a bunch of different personas, a bunch of different things going on. And then when they get got, it's public. You know what I mean? Back in the day when you got got, it was just like six year girlfriends went and toilet papered his house. And I'm going to tell you this right now. If you get caught, if somebody's cheating on you, I will also still in the year 2024 go and toilet paper someone's house. Probably one of the highlights of my life. There's no better rush than in high school when you would wear all black. You'd get your outfit from Express. You'd wear all black. You were crazy. And you'd get, you'd like borrow somebody's mom's Suburban and you would drive around in toilet paper people's houses. And you were like, fuck you, Terry. Fuck you. I didn't know a single guy named Terry in my high school, but you know what I'm saying. I'm traveling right now, as you know, and there's nothing better than having a good shave kit with me. And that's why I love the Athena Razor. It is the best. First of all, the Athena Club Razor Kit is an absolute steal at just $10. But don't let the price fool you. This razor packs a serious punch. It comes with a beautifully made ergonomic handle with two super sharp razor heads that deliver an incredibly smooth shave every time. Also get a game-changing magnetic hook in the razor kit for easy storage. That means no sitting on your razor on the edge of your tub, no more goopy blades, no more razor falling down your shower floor in the middle of the night. That's the worst when you like don't store it properly and then it crashes and then you think there's somebody in your house. Also, don't forget the quality of the shave. Athena Club razors glide effortlessly thanks to these five precision-engineered blades. These blades are perfectly spaced out to let hair pass through with each stroke, and you'll experience less irritation, which is always a win in my book. I really love them. I love the Athena Razor Club. I also love their shaving cream that they send with it. It is top-notch. It is the best of the best. Listen, if you're ready to upgrade your shaving experience, switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin the care that it deserves with the Athena Club. Head over to Athena, A-T-H-E-N-A, club.com, to try their award-winning razor and body products to get 20% off your purchase with code ABSOLUTELY at checkout. You can also find Athena Club razors at your local Target stores. Trust me, you won't look back. Happy shaving. I'm so glad that I packed my Athena razor with me so that I would have it on the road. You are going to love them. Again, check it out at Target and online. 
I don't know where you are in your life, on your fitness journey, but if you ever felt like you're too intimidated to even start something or you're like, how do I restart? Like I was really in shape for a minute and now I've let myself go and I'm upset about it just because I feel like I lost all my muscle mass. But I'm like, how do I get back into it without beating myself up? Well, you know what I love? I love Peloton. Peloton's a great way to start. Peloton helps you start no matter what level you're at, whether you're starting, there's thousands of classes to get you moving. Whether that's a beginner or advanced rides, feel good DJ rides, or even themed anthem rides, they've got something for you. What I love is a Peloton bike. I got one during the pandemic. Then I started, I like, you know, I let, let it get dusty for a second. Well, I started back on my Peloton and I forgot how much freaking fun it is. I also love the yoga classes, all the weightlifting classes, all the different classes that they have, all from the comfort of your own home. Peloton bike instructors keep you motivated from day one. Shout out to my boy, Cody Rigsby. They'll show you the basics, help you take the guesswork out of your workout and encourage you to build from there. Peloton entertainment keeps you moving. Watch your favorite TV shows and live sports as you ride. Perfect for those days when you don't want to miss a thing. Wherever you're starting, get moving with Peloton bike or bike plus rental at www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Again, that's onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. So at the end of the day, remember, no matter where you're starting from, Peloton's got you. And again, sometimes I'll go on there. I'll just do an arms and abs video. I'll just go and do the yoga. I'll do a cool down. Whatever it is, they have it all there at one stop shop. I love Peloton. I'm so grateful for them and you will be too. Now back to the podcast. Dating in high school is freaking hard. I'll tell you why. Because I went to the same school from kindergarten through 12th grade. So I wasn't dating any of the guys in my high school. None of the girls were. Because we'd already dated them. Like, you know, from you had your fourth grade boyfriend, your sixth grade boyfriend, your eighth grade. Then you get to junior year and you're like, oh, God. And then they were all like two feet tall. So after, you know, once we all, all the girls hit freshman year, we were all... Five ten and above, and these guys had peaked. It was like they all stopped at five six. And I'm not saying we don't love a short king. We love a short king, but at the time, the shorter guys didn't understand what being a short king was. So there wasn't that kind of sexy short king energy. It was Napoleon complex. We both know this. But man, oh, do you remember when you go to a high school party, dude? You go to a high school party. This is so nostalgic. And you were like, I'm going to the party because I want to see Justin. You know what I mean? I'm going to see Justin. I got my new outfit from Abercrombie and Fitch. Fucking slay. Yes, bitch. And you would show up to the party and there'd be another girl like sitting on his lap. And you would be like, what the fuck, Justin? What outside? Outside. And then your girls would like tag team. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm going to have to fucking fight this girl. And then you'd be outside with the other girl. And she'd be like, dude, I made out with Justin. He has halitosis. And you're like, oh, God, these guys are gross. We all come together at the end. We always did. But there were, oh, these guys. You'd always walk into a party and they're like taking shots with another girl. And you're like, you only take shots with me, Justin. But you don't tell anybody about it because you've never told anybody I'm your girlfriend. I definitely think I probably had a boyfriend at one point in like eighth grade and nobody knew I was his boyfriend. And then it also happened in college. <laughs> I don't know. Were people ashamed that I was their girlfriend? Maybe because I was loud. Never forget that. Still bitter about that comment. Heather was loud. Was I loud? Or did I just have something poignant to say? We went to a high school party once. Shout out to uh, my boy Dave. I'm not going to say his last name because I don't know. His wife might be listening. And two guys got in a fight, put a hole in his wall. And I remember I was being a slut. I was wearing my Hollister short skirt, dancing on the coffee table, surprised. I didn't, you know, go right through the table. And as soon as two guys, there's a guy named Brendan and a guy named Matt, and they got in a fight, hole goes through the wall. Dave's parents come running down the stairs and Dave's dad just goes, I am absolutely flabbergasted at what assholes you children are being. And Mary Beth, Annie, Katie, and I 
busted out the back door and we were hiding in the bushes. And I called my mom from my Nokia and I said, mom, come pick us up. She said, where are you? I said, don't even come down to the cul-de-sac. We will meet you at the end of the street in the bushes. And we waited in the bushes for 20 minutes. And my mom pulled up in her red Jaguar Vandenplas. And I literally jumped on the hood of the car. We got in the car and she took us to Sonic. And she picked us up. And we went to Sonic that night. She's like, what happened? I'm like, the boys got in a fight. There's a hole in the wall. Dave's dad is making us all pay $25 to fix the wall. And my mom's like, over oh, my dead body. He couldn't control the body. And we skeeted onto Sonic. Mm. Dude, there was nothing worse though than when you thought you were like talking to somebody and then you walked into a party and the guy, you know, innocent times though. Innocent times are taking, ripping a shot with another gal. She's sitting on the lap and you were just like, I can't fucking believe it. I gave you a hand job outside of a Cold Stone Creamery right next to the Regal Cinema after the Transformer movie and this is what I get. You know what I mean? And the girl's like, I had no idea you guys were even talking. Brent's been my boyfriend for like six months. And I'm like, another one who didn't tell anybody he's dating me. I was also very cute. So a lot of you guys really missed opportunities. Okay? I was nice and cute. So go fuck yourself. I ended up dating a guy that went to the rival private high school. And that did not end well. Okay, great. Let's go to the next voicemail. Heather, here is an absolutely fucking knock for an episode. Okay. Me, mid-20s, at home, with my husband. I've been married to about five years. Two kids, under four years old, with, at the time, a Redbox DVD, paused so my husband could take my brother to the gas station to get cigarettes. That was the story. DVD is paused. Okay. Approximately 30 minutes after they left, I begin calling them. No answer. About two hours after they left, they still haven't returned. Guess what? I went to bed approximately five hours later, never finished the movie, found out the next morning they had been at the strip club and spent about $800. No. So absolutely not. Just spending Valentine's Day alone with two kids under the age of four while your husband takes your brother to the strip club on Valentine's Day. I'm happy to say I've been divorced for... <laughs> Almost six years, and I kicked my brother out of the house about two years after I got a divorce. So, <laughs> absolutely yes to raising strong women yeah. to be strong women and yeah. never spending a Valentine's Day like that. Yeah. Love you, Heather. So happy to see all this success in your life. Love you. Honey, I love you. I love you. Wow, we went on a journey on that voicemail. First of all, all gals know, all right, you, we go to the strip club on fucking President's Day. And you know, 4th of July and President's Day are the two days that the girls go to the strip club. Don't ask me why. We just all get it. The girls who get it, get it. Also, right now, my eye is twitching. That voicemail made my eye twitch. I might be stroking out, but we're just going to roll through it. Okay. That's the thing, too. You know, the Valentine's Day, you went, you got the Redbox DVD, you were about to watch Sleepless in Seattle, have a romantic moment, and then all of a sudden your husband and your brother just get up to go get cigarettes. Dude, and then he spends $800 and just doesn't come back from the strip club. No, I'm so glad you divorced this guy. I'm so thrilled. Also, you know, it's the last place I want to be. And shout out to my sister-in-law. Love her dearly. But I don't want to go to a strip club on Valentine's Day with my sister-in-law. You know, just kind of an odd place, an odd vibe, an odd energy. I mean, I'm glad that they are close. But that's just an odd thing to do. 
You don't just get up in the middle of a paused movie. You think you're running out for a Gatorade, maybe, you know, some Sour Patch Kids and a pack of cigs, and then you just spend $800 at a strip club with your brother-in-law? No, 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 no. Immediate, immediately no. Immediate divorce. I do love that the brother hung around for an extra two years because, listen, you know, keep your friends close, but your family definitely still on the, on the payroll. I mean, but listen, you had to do what you had to do. I would like to, I have a couple follow-up questions. You know, did the brother come back and was like, this wasn't my idea. It wasn't my idea. It was Rob's. Rob wanted to go. Your husband said, fuck this bitch. Let's go to the strip club. I didn't tell him no. And I didn't tell him you weren't a bitch. But next thing you know, my hands are tied. You know what I mean? I love when guys, whatever they get caught, whether it's your, you know, your brother watches your husband do something bad. The best thing is when guys are like, my hands are tied. You know, it's like they know that some, one of their buddies is doing something bad. They're like, my hands are tied. That's my boy. My hands are tied. I can't, I couldn't tell Mark's wife that he was being an adulterer. My hands are tied. Your hands are not tied, but your hands are going to be tied when you're in handcuffs. Because I'm about to call the authorities on your lying ass. Guys love to say that. My hands are tied. Man, you're putting me in a bad spot. I also love that one, right? Oh my, oh, you're putting me in a bad spot. Like, no, you were buying cocaine on Christmas morning with your boys instead of opening presents with your kids. You put me in a bad spot. You could have said no. You also could have said no to walking out on your family and doing a drug run on Christmas morning. Guys love to use that excuse. My hands are tied. You're putting me in a bad spot. Your brother could have easily, <laughs> I know he came home. You're like, where the fuck were you guys? Dude, I don't want to get in the middle of this. I don't, you're putting me in a bad spot. Because I technically live here because I can't keep, hold down a job. And your husband's an infomaniac and has been sleeping with a lot of other women. Like, I know exactly how that conversation went down. I'm glad you're out of it. Listen, Valentine's Day should also feel liberating. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever. It's a made-up holiday about love. But if you're single, fucking thrive in the fact that you don't have to deal with bullshit. And if you're in a bad marriage or in a bad relationship, let this be the moment where that aha, that light goes off, that you're like, I'm getting out of this shit. Let that be an eye-opening moment. And not that, you know, again, your partner doesn't have to show up with a bunch of gifts. But if they're in the middle of sleepless in Seattle, pausing and then going just leaving for three hours with one of your family members to go look at other titties shake in the wind. You know what I mean? No, that's a wrap. Let, let Valentine's Day be a check-in with yourself. What are your priorities? What do you need? What's filling up your love cup? If you're in a relationship and you get to Valentine's Day and you're like, I'm not even feeling this anymore. It may not even be tumultuous. But if you're just like, listen, you like things I don't like. Your family sucks. I got to go then, you know, go to Portugal for the weekend and figure yourself out. I'm just letting you know, it doesn't have to be a do or die, doom and gloom. Sometimes it can be in a light check-in. You know what I mean? It can be a light little pap smear on the on the strings of, of, of your conscious and your heart. I don't know what I was trying to say there. So let it be a check-in. But my God, just disappears. The only day you're allowed to disappear and go see some titty shake is when you come to my shows and on President's Day and, and uh, Fourth of July. We all know this. Let's get to the last voicemail. Heather, hey, this is Nikki Smith from South Carolina. Hey, and Nikki. I am sending what I hope you're going to think is an absolutely yes. Um, my 25-year-old son, Tanner, 
was recently a cast member on season two of Love on the Spectrum on Netflix. Tanner is autistic. I love Tanner. And the show is about young adults who are on the spectrum that are trying to navigate dating for the first time. And you are absolutely one of my favorite people in the world. I live for your podcast every week. And I was thinking how cool it would be for you to interview him. He lives independently with roommates in Clemson, so he's not that far from you. And you guys just have so many things in common. You're two of the most awesome people that I know. You're two of the most authentic people that I know. Tanner could not give a rat's ass what anyone thinks about him. And I would describe you the exact same way. You're both hilarious without even trying to be. Um, Tanner is joyful and funny and just, you have to be around him to get it, but he's a riot. Um, You're both on Netflix. He's on a reality show. You've got a special. So that's another thing you guys have in common. He absolutely loves to ask people questions. And obviously you do too, because you've got a podcast. That was one of the funniest parts that, um, the show aired of him was him firing questions at his date. Um, and it was, it was just really hilarious, but his big theme is spread joy. And I think that you are an incredible joy spreader. And I think the two of you together would just be a force for raising awareness for differently abled young adults who are out trying to make their way in the world. So I just thought it would be a really cool idea. And we'd love to hear back from you. If this is something that you think is an absolutely yes, have a great day. Are you kidding me? This is the greatest gift. Absolutely. Nikki, thank you for calling into the podcast. Tanner, absolutely. As soon as I get back from Australia, you were on the podcast, buddy. First of all, if you have, this is such a sweet voicemail. Thank you for calling in. Also, I've seen the show and Nikki, this mom, Tanner's mom is hot. She's a strikingly gorgeous woman. So literally Jeff said out loud, we were watching the show last night. Jeff goes, wow, Tanner's mom's so hot. Okay. So let's talk about this real quick. If you have not seen Love on the Spectrum, this is a Great segue. Such a great show. So just endearing, sweet, funny, refreshing. And I think such a great reminder for folks to just like get out of your head about shit. Here's the deal. Tanner, absolutely. Please come on the podcast. We would love to have you. Open invitation. I'll have my team reach out to your team. Let's coordinate it and let's talk about love. Let's talk about any questions that you've ever wanted to ask. Love on the Spectrum, if you haven't seen it, is an incredible show on Netflix. And it's where folks who are on the autism spectrum, our neurodivergent buddies, are out there finding love. First of all, Jeff had never seen the show and we watched it last night and Jeff was like, this is so refreshing. A, because I think a lot of people, and I don't want to speak for our friends on the spectrum, but a lot of people think that like, you know, if you're neurodivergent, that you may not have the skills or the desire or the want to seek out a relationship. And you see our, the friends from the show, they do speed dating. They're out there looking for love just like the rest of us are. I mean, it's our human nature to want to have a connection with another person. And Tanner is freaking great. I cannot believe you called in. I am on a high right now. This is an absolute yes. Tanner on the show is so incredibly funny and adorable. I've never met a, sorry, I haven't even met him yet. I'm, you know, I'm obviously a huge fan. I've never seen somebody who as truly has like a spark of joy behind their eyes the way Tanner does. And I don't want to give too much of the show away. I'm only on episode four right now. So I've seen Tanner start his dating journey. And as you said, mom, he, when he went on his first date, he was just peppering this girl with questions. (laughs) I could tell they weren't a match because the energy was not matching, but Tanner would just showed up. He had flowers for his date. He, he was just, you know, asking her honestly, straightforward questions. And this is, can I tell you, this is what I find really refreshing about watching people 
who are neurodivergent or on the autism spectrum dating, they cut to the chase, dude. Literally, Tanner's asking her questions like, do you like nature? Do you have allergies? Do you like barnyard animals? And if she says nope, he's like, next. Like, there's no fucking around. There is no like, okay, let's try and like work this out or let me waste my time with somebody for two years. If I'm so obsessed with nature and barnyard animals and that's what I want my main hobby to be, why am I going to hang out with this chick who ain't into the stuff I'm into? There was another guy on the show who went out on a date and I really thought they were hitting it off on the date. And, you know, they're, they're immediately talking about like, I'm into anime. I'm into, you know, I like these TV shows. I like this movie. These are the sports I like to play, yada, yada, yada. And then they sit down. They're having a lemonade and a cranberry juice. And, and the girl goes, I want to have a family and kids. And, and the gentleman is immediately like, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. And I love the way he said it. This is not Tanner. This is another gentleman on the show. He just said, well, this has been a lovely date, but I don't think this is going to work out because I don't want to be a dad. And she's like, thank you for your honesty. And she says like, thank you for being transparent. And then he was like, have a lovely day. I'd love to remain friends. <laughs> That's it. I'm like, how fucking refreshing is that kind of dating? And Jeff in the moment said, He's like, you know what's so wild? With people who are not neurodivergent, can you imagine this poor girl if she's dating just a regular old Joe Schmo who's a finance bro from New York and he drags her out in like a three-year relationship and then she's like, but I want to settle down and have kids. She's like, I told you this on like our fifth date. And he's like, well, whatever. I just thought I would like keep stringing you along for three years. And now she's wasted three years of her life for a guy who doesn't want to have kids and wants to keep doing cocaine on the weekends. And she's like, I'm ready to settle down. Listen. Our buddies over here on Love on the Spectrum got that out of the way on the first date. It's like, do you like these following things? No, you don't. Next. It is the most refreshing style of dating I've ever seen. So I think everybody needs to watch Love on the Spectrum. And maybe if we were a little kinder, more patient, and a little bit more straightforward on these first dates, instead of beating around the bush, you wouldn't end up dating a guy who's a loser for six months. Because you get down the road and you're like, this guy doesn't like science the way I like science. This guy doesn't like vacationing in, you know, on a ski trip the way I like to ski. Like you got to have basic, you know, yeah, opposites attract, but you can have basic things that you're both into. Like if I, if I dated a guy who on the, you know, two weeks in was like, oh, I don't like Italian food. I'm allergic to garlic. It ain't gonna work. There's another guy on the show named Connor who's out of Atlanta and he is the freaking best. He goes on a speed dating. He, he does speed dating with fellow autistic guys and gals. And he has a little chart. And maybe this is, maybe we need to do this. Bumble has like a, a, a printout or Hinge has a printout. And he went on the date and you're sitting across. You got five minutes on the speed date. <laughs> you know, he's talking to a girl named Emily. She doesn't like three things he doesn't like. He would just check out no. And then the next girl would come out no. And so finally the producers pull him aside, this guy Connor. And... <laughs> They're just like, hey, Connor, can you wait to scratch out their names before they get up from the table? Like, just wait. And he was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. I mean, savage, just like next, next. So I, all of this to be said, Tanner, we would love to have you on the podcast. I think it would be such a breath of fresh air. And please ask me anything you want. Like, let's be a guiding light for each other on how to navigate this world. You know, we've got two different mindsets right now, but I think this is a fantastic way to, you know, learn something about each other. And honestly, I want it. If I can impart any wisdom on Tanner about dating, he can also impart some wisdom on to me about life in general. You know, that's what we're trying to do out here is just make it work. But Tanner is the sweetest. Oh my God.
I think everybody this Valentine's Day should watch Love on the Spectrum. It is so heartwarming and it's so funny. And I got to say, Tanner's mom who's listening, you were such a great mom. And I literally shed a tear when you said it was difficult when you were trying to, you know, when you realized that your son was different and you were trying to like, you said, and I don't want to misquote you. You were like, I was trying to get all the right therapy for Tanner. I was trying to make sure that he had all the right tools in his toolbox to help him navigate the world. And I believe you said, and then finally we took a step back and let Tanner be Tanner. And this beautiful personality came out and he is just such a joy. And I thought that was such a beautiful parenting moment too. I'm like, wow, what a great lesson and reminder. And obviously like, you know, I'm not in the same situation, but I was just like, what a beautiful mom to like, just let Tanner be the best. I mean, you guys have to watch the show. You're going to immediately fall in love with him. And listen, I don't give me any spoilers. I don't know if he's found love yet. But Tanner, if you are single and you're listening, honey, we will we will find you a gal as soon as you get on this podcast. But yeah, everybody needs to watch Love on the Spectrum. It is so great. They just get to the point. There's no riffraff. You're not going to be drug into a relationship for six years with somebody who's not doesn't have the same interests, thoughts, you know, characteristics. At the end of the day, you got to have the same character. If you don't, it's not going to work out. Yeah, you could both love football, but if you don't have the same shades in your heart, it's not going to work out, point blank, period. But what an absolute yes. Oh my God, I just got so excited. Tanner, please come on the show. You guys, if you're listening to this and you're driving around or maybe you're sitting on your couch and you're like, eh, I was going to be bummed out about Valentine's Day, don't. All right. If you got somebody you love, love them even more. But if you got to break up with somebody, also pull the ripcord. And if you're single and ready to mingle, Put on some love on the spectrum, get a giggle, and just remember, you know what I mean? We're all just trying to figure it out. Nothing's perfect. And celebrate the wins when you get them because that's what we're all trying to do. All right. I love you. I mean it. I will be on the road. If you're watching this right now, I'm in Australia. So come see my shows. Get your tickets at heatherontour.com. And we'll be back stateside in a week. And we'll see you there. Love you. Mean it. Ciao, Bella. Arrivederci. See you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.